Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's show, Gabrielle interviews Reza Amin, PhD, founder and CEO of Bastion Health, the first ever comprehensive app-based telehealth program for men's health. Bastion aims to normalize the conversation surrounding men's prostate and reproductive health and offers a way for men to proactively take control of their health from the comfort of their own home. They discuss how common men's health issues are and how you can get help from the comfort of your home. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Reza Amin, the CEO of Bastion Health. Bastion Health is a comprehensive app-based telehealth platform for men's health, focusing on two areas, uh, reproductive health and prostate health. So welcome to the show today, Reza. Thank you so much, Gabby. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is a pretty interesting topic because I think men in general don't like to talk about these two specific things. Uh, I think a lot of ego is involved, a lot of um, embarrassment is involved in these two things. So getting help in this area is really, really important because uh, prostate cancer uh, is prevalent and reproductive health in men is also something that does happen that we just don't discuss. So tell me a little bit about how Bastion Health came about and how you got started in reproductive and prostate health to begin with. Sure, sure. Thank you so much. It was, it's, it's, it's a great question, actually. And as you know, uh, when it comes to men's health and when it comes to uh, men's health and anything on their belt, there's a stigma around it. And definitely we need to have these conversations to destigmatize the whole topic. A little bit about my background, I did my PhD in medical devices and health technologies. Um, and my main research was on creating more convenient at-home diagnostic and healthcare solutions. Uh, but uh, when me uh, and my wife were trying to get pregnant and we were in our fertility journey and trying to um, uh, get pregnant, we quickly realized that there was no man, main reproductive health technology solution available to guide me through essential preparation for fatherhood. My difficulty with finding an accessible solution on man, male reproductive health um, educational contents, basically it was a symptomatic of something much larger. And that was uh, the problem that uh, men's healthcare as a whole uh, is underserved uh, sort of um, uh, segment of men, men's health, or oh, sorry, segment of healthcare. So, um, so therefore, as a researcher in, in, in healthcare, I started sort of focusing on men's healthcare, and we founded Bastion with a focus on uh, uh, men's health uh, so that we can help men getting more proactive uh, during their uh, journey. Yeah, so as you said, there is a big stigma, and I think uh, there are a lot of men and women, a lot of couples that do have issues having children, and um, it goes both ways. And and as you said, I, how do you find someone to help you in that process? I mean, there's IVF, there's uh, stuff to help women with their eggs, and but there isn't a whole lot of talk about men and you know, how much semen do you have? Are you producing? Can you even 
you know, I have heard many stories about my friends personally who have had issues getting pregnant. Um, and it's not always one-sided or both-sided. It's, and the information out there can be very, very overwhelming. So it's hard to find, uh, find that niche, find that what you're looking for to help you and guide you in that, that area. So tell us what exactly is Bastion Health? You founded this to reach men. What is it and how does it help men guide them in this process? So uh, at Bastion Health, we are the first at home um, specialty telehealth uh, focused on men's reproductive health and prostate health. So men in the comfort of their home, they can start a conversation with, with uh, men's reproductive health and men's prostate health specialists get the initial assessment, get the educational they need, uh, and the educational content they need. Uh, we have um, curated contents in collaboration with Harvard Health and Mayo Clinic that, that men, men could go there, read those contents and get um, informed about their health, be more proactive and be engaged in, into uh, improving their health. Okay, so with the app with all of that, if they reach out to you, what is the process behind that? What exactly are they doing? What exactly are they looking for? Um, what what do you do with the whole process through that? Yeah, so so then let's, let's focus on uh, men's reproductive health assessments. Uh, if someone is interested to uh, get our application or get uh, our assessment plan, they just need to go to um, uh, www w.getbastion.com and then download our mobile phone application or schedule a free consult with one of our care coordinators. The next step is to get the plan and then they can schedule their first visit. Usually during the first visit, they're going to get some educational content. They're going to get initial conversation with their care team. And then from there, they're going to send them to their closest laboratory to do the, uh, the lab testings required. And the next conversation they're going to have would be another conversation with a urologist who's going to sit down with them and talk about all the details about their health and design a treatment plan, which would be the next step if in case they need a treatment. And many times they just need to improve their lifestyle. So we help them to learn more about their how, how to improve their lifestyle so that they can have a better chance of getting pregnant. Through diet, exercise, exactly those types of things. Maybe they have diabetes or um, cardiovascular disease, some, something that's preventing them from being able to, to reproduce. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about prostate health for a second. Um, you said that one in eight men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer at some point in their life. That's a pretty high statistic. So prostate cancer, I believe, is pretty not aggressive, but it's hard to um, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you can't find it easily. You don't know you have it until it's already too late. So I think it's, what's the percentage of survival rate? It's a pretty low. I think once yeah. they so if, 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 if it's diagnosed early on, um, the survival, the survival uh, sort of uh, chance is so high. 98% of cases could be 
treated easily, but it should get diagnosed early on. That's why right. it's very important for men to do anal prostate screening. To be proactive. <laughs> to be proactive, yeah. Right. So but the, the main problem is that according to Cleveland Clinic, close to 60% of men, they don't have uh, regular sort of doctor visits. So for, uh, for prostate cancer screening uh, after age 50, or if you have some um, family history, you need to, uh, even early on, maybe at age 45, men should do annual checkups so that, um, so, that, uh, so that if there is any chance of, or any issue with prostate, it could be diagnosed early on so that they can take care of it um, sooner than later. And then with, with that, there, should, there will be no, no problem. Right. The problem is when they don't get diagnosed, when the, the, the cancer started spreading around. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that's when, that, that, that's when it's, it's prog uh, programmatic. But, right. uh, yeah. So the issue, I think, is that stigma around it again. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> getting a prostate exam is not enjoyable for many people. Maybe yeah. some, I don't know. <laughs> but um, normalizing that conversation around prostate, around reproductive health, around being proactive about your health and taking care of those things. How do we normalize that conversation with men or with our partners to get people to go get help or get annual testing and make it okay and not make it such a, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> yeah, so for, first of all, when it comes to uh, prostate uh, screening, according to uh, American Cancer Association, there are two ways. One is rectal exam and the other one is PSA blood test. Okay. So, Unfortunately, when we are thinking of prostate screening, many times we are thinking of rectal Rub exams. So rubber gloves. We, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, we don't feel good. We are, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's not comfortable. So, um, so, so at Bastion, what we, uh, in our standard of care, which we designed, we send men first to a lab to do PSA testing. Mm -hmm. PSA testing, again, according to American Cancer Association is a good way to identify um, the initial sort of um, uh, uh, increase in PSA uh, in blood, which is an indication of uh, enlarged prostate or cancer. So um, that's, that's how we do it. We basically have the first visit. We, um, our, our care team talk to the patient, get all the information and, um, and the symptoms then they, we send the patient to a lab. So it's more convenient. You do a blood work. It's a simple blood work. You do that. And then based on that, if, if it's required, we can also um, do a urine analysis, which is a simple uh, urine sample testing. And then after that, our urologist is going to sit down, see all the lab testings and see all the uh, symptoms and make a decision if in case we, that if there is any suspicious that there is a cancer, prostate cancer, chance of prostate cancer, then we refer the patients to in-person visits so that they can go to a clinic or a, to, um, to a doctor so that they can do rectal exam to confirm it. And then they can go and talk to cancer specialists to help them get the treatment they require. So, but, but it's, very, it's very important that they do the testings and initial assessment, and that doesn't, that, that doesn't need to be rectal exam. 
Okay. I think that would help to help a lot of people to be not as afraid of it. Um, I think that's probably the biggest deterrent. I know that's a, a lot of reasons. I mean, why women don't get mammograms, it's uncomfortable and they don't want to do it, you know, but it is important for preventative care. I mean, preventative care is, is very, very important. I think a lot of people put it off because we just, one, I think people think we're invincible until we're not two because it's it's inconvenient and three because we don't want to think we're not in, invincible you know so yeah. if you're making it um convenient for people such as a telehealth platform it makes it a little bit easier for people to swallow okay yeah i can do this once a year so tell us a little bit uh, a little bit more about a telehealth platform and what exactly that is i think that's kind of a fairly newer idea and just gaining more traction in recent years um, than it had been. So what exactly is that? What does that mean for people? Yeah, so first of all, um, we, we learned a lot from women's health technologies. And as you know, uh, there are a lot of solutions now available for women, a lot of technology solutions, a lot of mobile phone applications, so women could download the app and start talking to gynecologists, start talking to primary care doctors, get all the educational they need, educational content they need, um, and, uh, and order testings that they need, uh, all through the mobile phone application. And that um, having that access made it easy for women to get the education and support they need. When it comes to men's healthcare, um, unfortunately, the current men's healthcare is um, complex, it's fragmented, it's costly, there is a huge lack of access and there is a stigma. So um, we wanted to learn from women's health technologies and in general, men's health technologies are where women's health technology was 15 years ago. So we have a lot to learn from the success stories in, in women's health and it's still women's health, there, are, there is a huge need still for a lot of other innovation but men's healthcare could learn a lot from the previous past experiences or previous success in, in women's healthcare and design solutions so men could get access to educational content, access to having conversation with doctors so that in the comfort of their home, they can have the first conversation, learn more about their problem, get the testing that they need to have, maybe get the diagnosis and some level of treatment Therefore, they can be more engaged in 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 the in in their in their uh, in, in taking care of their health. So, therefore, at Bastion, when when we are talking about telehealth solution, um, we are talking about a platform that they download. Then they have a concierge interaction with a care team. They can text the care team, ask questions that they have. They can receive back the the answer. They can schedule an appointment with, uh, with a nurse practitioner or a urologist or a primary care doctor, have the conversation, share their symptoms, get um, the lab orders that they need, go to the lab, review the result of the lab with a, with a doctor. And basically, first of all, understand better what is their, what, what is their problem. And then when they understand what is the problem, get the educational information about it and then be more proactive and again in the comfort of their home sitting on their couch they can they can have the conversation 
we managed to have our appointments in the afternoon and also in, on the weekends so that it's more convenient for men, it's more easy. And also we managed to make it more affordable so that um, only with a um, very um, small amount of money compared to paying to a specialist, they can have conversation with urologists and, and basically start uh, being more proactive in taking care of their health. So speaking of um, the nominal uh, amount of that, what exactly would you be looking at if you are looking in, is it like a concierge where you're paying a monthly fee? Is it something where you pay per service? Is it something where you pay for per lab test? What exactly would somebody expect if they're looking for something like that? That's a great question. So we have two main plan, health plan that we suggest our users to start with. We have a men's reproductive health assessment and a men's prostate health assessment plan. It costs $225 to start these two plans. And then in that plan, we have the whole concierge experience to do an assessment. We have a care coordinator who's going to follow up, make sure you got the first visit, then make sure that you get the lab orders, go to the lab, uh, and then when you finish the lab, schedule the next visit with the urologist. Make sure you get a comprehensive assessment plan. And then from there after you get the comprehensive plan, if it's required to start a treatment plan, we have also a treatment plan for reproductive health and for prostate health. So that, so that our users could, could again in that concierge environment uh, have all the interaction they need um, with, with their care team in order to get the support they need, get the prescription they need. Um, they can go pick it up from the local pharmacy, We'll give them um, um, medication uh, or uh, prescription discounts um, that they can go um, and apply to their uh, bills when they are when they are purchasing um, their prescription, and um, and then eventually at the end of uh, at the end of that um, uh, course of uh, treatment, we can we can make sure that we can help them. If in case we can't help them, and if the case is so complex, then we are going to help them refer them out to in-person clinics so that they can get more support from the practices uh, that are going to see them in person and, and do further assessment and treatments. And you work with the, you work with the other um, clinics that you would be referring them to, to help them with what you've already done and, and the course of action that they would need to take from there. Yeah. So yeah. Baxter Health now it's connected to the to the healthcare system in US. So we are connected to all the clinics and practices. We are connected to all the pharmacies and labs in US so that we are we are fully integrated. Therefore when when at some point so telehealth is limited. We can help do the assessment. We can help do some treatment but definitely we can't really solve all the problems. Right. So at some point we might need with some complex cases, which usually is around 10 to 20% of those cases to refer the patient out and we are fully, fully able to do that thing. So let's talk about some statistics with, let's talk prostate cancer. You said, we did say one in eight men, but what are the, some more statistics about that about prostate cancer and how you said 98% survival rate. I mean, if they're if they're getting help and catching it early or 
talk about reproductive health, how many men have reproductive issues. Let's touch up on a little bit about that and how we can reach men and know that this is and normalize it, make it known that it does happen to a lot of men. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fantastic question. So let's just start with reproductive health. Um, a very alarming statistic, human sperm count has dropped by half over the past 40 years. So we are, we are half fertile than our fathers. So, mm -hmm. so that means that we, we need to be more proactive, first of all. Something is changing. That's mostly because of lifestyle changes and environmental stressors. Um, so unfortunately, when it comes to um, fertility complications, the traditional notion is to put the responsibility on women. Right. But that's not true. Actually, a statistic shows that the problem is a 50-50 split between men and women. Hmm. So it doesn't make sense that women go first. Unfortunately, right now, when it comes to that complication um, and the current process, couple after one year of trying, women go, um, first, women go first to gynecologists, gynecologists go through invasive testings for women. And if there is no problem with women, then they refer the man to a urologist. So if um, of all infertility cases, 50% of the time, it's because of male factor. So to optimize fertility journey, men and women should get involved in the process to find the quickest path to fertility early on. It doesn't make sense that men uh, don't get involved in the process early on. So, so that's, that's, that's one message that I have uh, for our audience here. So if, if we are trying to optimize the path to uh, pregnancy, definitely we need men and women to be involved in the process. Together. <laughs> Together. So right. we, we, we want a bastion. We are changing the outdated view that fertility is a women, women's issue. And we are building the first atom comprehensive, especially telehealth, so men also can get involved in the process early on in the comfort of their home, start a conversation, um, try to improve their lifestyle, lifestyle and also try to see if they need some assistance, medical assistance, in, in order to increase their chance. That's a pretty big decrease in sperm count, that, and that's due to environmental changes and stressors. That's kind of shocking. <laughs> sure, it is, yeah. And, and look at that, in the last two years, everyone is just sitting at home and, and, and behind their computers and working. This sitting. is not the life, yeah, this is, this is not the lifestyle um, that, that our parents used to have. They were more active. So a lot of changes uh, happened in, in the last um, sort of like uh, last 50 years, 40 years that, that resulted into into the, uh, the current uh, sort of uh, stage of men's health and men's reproductive health. I wanted to touch on what you said about women going to get help first. One, one because you talked about how women have more um, options and there's a lot more women's health availability, um, but two, that me being a woman, <laughs> it is always the woman I and in experiences of all of my friends and people that I know who have had reproductive issues, it is always the woman that goes first. And 
then it is like pulling teeth to get the man to go in to go to the doctor no it's not me and and it's hard because you don't want a, a man doesn't want to look like they are not able to provide or like or they're not able to reproduce and that is that's a huge hit to ego and understandably so but if you're trying to reproduce a family then you have to do that process together because like you said the longer you wait you know let's say you're going and you're getting tested you're going through this process now it's been six months and then now you have to go back and you have to do this again and now it's been a year and now you'd already been trying for a year or a year and a half and then this whole process is going over and over again so like you said it's important to start both of you together and see what the problem is that then you can work on that that as a couple and move forward and try to solve the issue of why you're not able to get pregnant for sure i think it's very important for people to understand that and i know you know being in a relationship that i'm in that getting him to go to the doctor is <laughs> impossible <laughs> just just to go just to get a checkup not even for for any other reason just go to the doctor it's like I don't know why I don't know why that's always been such a difficult thing for men why why men feel that it's weak or or not okay to get help um but we definitely have to change that because I think that that's changed a lot in women over the last 15 years um and we've changed that conversation. We've changed that rhetoric on getting help and being proactive about your health. And we need to work on that with men as well and being able to have that conversation, being able to talk about those things with your partner because it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in general, women are chief medical officer of households. They're managing a family's health. They make sure their partner is doing their annual checkups. Kids are getting the health support they need. And a lot of time, they know about men's health as much as men know, maybe more. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to fertility, um, uh, they many times they sort of like try to educate their partners as well. Um, so, um, we at Bastion, just to just to mention, when when you ask about uh, the solutions we have, I mentioned about our assessments. We also have preparatory plans. We have a preparatory plan which is hundred dollars. It's a thirty minute consult, purely educational, that we help uh, couples to learn more about men's health and men's reproductive health. We want to help women in in order to help them educate their partners. And basically they also know more about men's reproductive health because anyways, it's half of the problem. So both, both men and women should know about it. And um, we designed that in order to take care of that educational piece, to make it more easy for men to open up and ask their questions and try to be more proactive. And basically, so they know. When you know, then you can, you can basically be more proactive. The, um, as, as, a, as, a, as a healthcare designer or healthcare sort of uh, uh, researcher, we need to design a solution for men. The current solution is not the best solution. So 
when we are designing a, a solution, first of all, we need to consider our users. We have men that are different. They are not really taking care of their health. So they are the user that we have. We need to design around them. If we know that men are happy to sit on a couch and watch TV for three hours, what if we have a solution so men on that couch, they can start having conversation if they can with their, with their care team, if they can uh, send texts to their care team and then, then get the education they need in the comfort of their home. And at Bastion, this was one of our main goals to design a solution which is simple and easy and comfortable. So men at the comfort of their home, they can start learning more, engaging more and have conversation more so that their partner also can make it, so basically it just makes it easier for their partner also. So we, we can take care of all the educational uh, sort of uh, pieces that, that should be done during the, during the um, uh, fertility journey. So what is your goal other than reaching more men and um, education? What is your goal with Bastion Health? Where do you see this going for the future? of men's health. Yeah, so we we want to um, focus on different pillars of men's health. We want to design uh, health plans specific and sort of design uh, a standard of cares, which are simple, so we can handhold our users, walk them through the journey, give them the assessment they need, education they need, and diagnose them help them with initial steps of treatment and give them the concierge sort of support they need so that it easily they can walk through this process. Right now, we are focused on men's reproductive health as one pillar, men's uh, prostate health as another pillar. But there are other pillars that we are going to add to our services and design a standard of care, an easy journey so that it's, it's engaging and basically, again, design the solution, the healthcare solution around our users so that they can engage in the process. We want to make sure that when they are thinking of prostate screening, they don't think of rectal exam. They should think of a simple blood work. And, and in order to basically create that experience, we need to sort of make sure that we consider our user um, and design every single step of the uh, educational piece, assessment piece, and treatment piece so that they are comfortable to, to basically work with us during this journey. And to be able to reach them as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So um, do you think that it will take longer to be able to destigmatize and grow the piece of this puzzle of men's health to the way women's health is now. Do you think it will take a lot longer in that process? I think I think a lot of things has been changed so far with the new generations definitely they are more proactive. You, you, you're seeing a lot of other companies, men's health companies, and um, um, sort of like um, um, a lot of a lot of users now are, uh, or a lot of men are now open to new solutions because I think the new generation is open to, to these conversations. 
But the, the main thing is that we, so definitely we need to work on destigmatizing the topic, but also we need to make sure we design something which is easy and simple so the current generation can use it as well. Yeah. So right now what we need to offer and what this is what we are offering is that, okay, you, um, so we had a patient, let me, let me share with you this example. He had um, uh, pro enlarged prostate. So he didn't know that he had enlarged prostate. He, the symptom that he had was he had some uh, problem urinating. And for about three weeks, he had that problem. And uh, he was reaching out to urologists. Um, uh, the earliest that he could have scheduled was in, in two months. He was frustrated. He found Bastion. He reached out, got his health plan. And in the comfort of his home, he's a semi-professional golfer. So he wanted to uh, talk to our doctors in the, in the late afternoon. So, um, so he was talking to our, our, our care team in the afternoons. And uh, he got his first visit, his assessment, second visit. He was diagnosed with, diagnosed with um, enlarged prostate. And all in the comfort of their home. And he, he, he was in his... Um, 50s. So in the comfort of uh, his home, he was supposed he, he got all the support that he was needed. And then he was engaging the whole process. He was engaging the whole process. He was sending text messages, getting the answers to the questions that he, he had. Just because it was accessible, it was uh, available for him. And uh, he experienced that how easy it would be compared to other solutions that he had. So back to your question, the stigmatizing is one thing that we need to do. Sim making the whole process simpler is the other piece that we need to do so that it's, it's really solving some problem. Yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely the way things are going. People wanna make things simpler and quicker, um, apps, texting, it makes it a lot easier than calling and waiting on hold and scheduling an appointment two months out. Uh, and it can be very, very frustrating as well. You know, you're trying to get in, you're trying to make a doctor's appointment, and then they're so booked out that you can't get in. And at that point, you're just frustrated and don't even want to do it anymore. So if there, if you can make that appointment to go to the urologist, but in the process, now you have an option to do the blood tests and do all the work ahead of time, then you're prepared when you go into the doctor already. Yeah. Exactly. Is there anything else you want to leave with, uh, to leave our with listeners with today? So, um, I think, uh, one, um, very important thing when it comes to men's health is that, um, we need to basically be more proactive and, um, for, for, for your listeners, for male listeners, they need to be more proactive. In order to be more proactive, definitely they need solutions. We suggest them to jump on our website. Uh, it's www.getbastion.com. Learn more, get some educational contents that they need and engage with uh, the, the materials that you have there. But also for, uh, for their partners, I think it's very important that they help um, as, again, as chief medical officers of households <laughs> help men to basically be more proactive. Um, if, if, if your listeners are 
are, are listening now to, um, to this um, podcast, I guess it would be good for them also to a little bit learn about our solution, suggest our solution. It could be a good um, gift for Valentine or it could be a good gift for, <laughs> for New Year. Um, so that um, so that we offer more um, uh, sort of uh, healthcare solutions to men, so that they can they can be more healthier, and just to start that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Bastion is spelled spelled B A S T I O N, and the website is www.getbastion.com. And uh, I will also have that in my show notes as well. Uh, Reza, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. I think we learned some really fascinating statistics that I think people didn't know. Um, the number of men that do get prostate cancer and also that half of reproductive issues are men and half are women, I think it's important to understand that it's definitely not one-sided and that we need to have that conversation with our partners. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Gabby, for having me. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.